Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Jasmine Jarvis here at the Technically Female Podcast. I'm looking forward to talking more about topics that impact women in STEM, women in tech, and anything associated to that nature. I have my good friend Candace Cooper, coop underscore can, for those that are Instagram lovers. I'm going to be walking through why I started Technically Female and just digging deeper into some of the topics going on right now. Moving forward for other episodes, I'm going to be talking to other women in STEM and in tech um, and learn more about their stories, as well as talk about some topics that are of top of mind of this community. So looking forward to connecting with more of you. Welcome to the greatness, Jazz. I'm so excited for you. This is awesome. This- like This is a great opportunity. And you know, first up, I got to know, who are you? How did you even get involved in the tech world? All these different girls who aspired to be scientists, who aspired to be mathematicians and engineers. How did you get your start? I get that question a lot. Who are you? I'm an enigma <laughs> for those that know me. And a lot of layers to me. So I started in this STEM world a long, long time ago. In middle school, math and science were obviously my favorite subjects. That's not many uh, women that I know, but I, I love the numbers. I love the results. X eight, one plus two equals three. It is simple. It makes sense. And so I really just love the autonomy of math and just continued to pursue math and science courses in high school and ended up going to college and got two degrees, um, computer and electrical engineering and um, pursued uh, internships uh, and jobs within the tech industry while in college. And then, of course, what do you think I did post-college? Got into tech. Um, so I've been in tech for about 11 years now, um, which is insane that the time's flying so quickly. Um, but it's just always been a passion of mine. I, I love to solve problems. I love to tinker with things. I'm always always asking my parents, why this and why that? And I wanted to understand. Um, and so they really pushed me to be in organizations and camps that allowed my those inquisitive sides, I'll say, um, of me come out and, and really get to learn more um, about those areas. So when you say you like math, one plus two equals three, like why did they just start adding letters in that thing? I don't understand. <laughs> why is there calculus and what have you? Why do we have to add all that extraness besides one plus one, right? Yeah, math is pretty simple, but it can get complicated to your point as you get to calc one, two, three differential equations, There's statistics. Three different calculuses? There are three different calculuses. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went through all three and stats and DPQ and loved every minute of it. Well, most of the minutes. And really, it's just because even though math is a simple language, um, it can be complex, kind of like the world and life. There's different layers and factors and things that go into making sure that what you're putting in does re- does complete and re- come into an output. Um, and so really just, you know, I will honestly say my love for math even extended uh, when I took Algebra 1, and I've always been a proponent. Most people don't have their plans for retirement, but I already do. I'm going to be an algebra one teacher. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's awesome. Yeah. So you transitioned into working in the tech industry, but you are still feeling like you need to have that female support space. So why technically female? Why is it important for other women to feel like they have an outlet to go to? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, you know, when I was in these advanced math and science courses and I was in tech and, you know, early on in my career, um, I was always the only one in the room most of the time. So I'm, I'm used to being a part of the, 
you know, boy gang and dealing with those things. And I, you know, technically female really started because I wish I had a community of people that understood what I was going through. Now, don't get me wrong. I was in several organizations like the Society of Women Engineers. I was active in their chapter in college. And, you know, I was in other organizations within high school, but there were still very few women, very few um, voices that understood, you know, trying to learn STEM and trying to be in these advanced courses where you are one of maybe three and that's on a good day. And so I really understood the importance of building a community, being able to talk out issues, you know, being in the classroom, you don't get to talk a lot because the men are raising their hands a lot or being in, you know, even in the the boardroom or being in in a conference meeting, you know, in, in the industry side, like, a lot of times you have to assert yourself and you have to have that voice. And so really understanding how what it's like to be a woman in tech, especially, you know, I'm pretty outspoken, which you'll you'll learn pretty quickly. Um, I, I have that skill. I have that passion to it, but a lot of women aren't. And so for me, you know, we exist because I wanted to build a community to empower women in STEM. And I understood the need of it because I didn't have that um, when I was going through this. And so you know, I'm hoping through this podcast and through this community, I can provide useful advice to inspire women to slay that male-shaped society that we live in, especially in the tech and, and STEM world. And then also motivating people or women specifically to pursue STEM in courses and career paths. Because like I was mentioning, Algebra 1 was what made my passion exceed. And I had a great, I'll never forget, female Algebra 1 teacher who helped propel me. Um, and it, it, a lot of people don't have that. And that's usually where the barrier is for women to continue into more advanced courses because it's a building blocks of all math just in case you didn't know (laughs) um but yeah so it's really about the community it's really about empowering others and providing perspective that normally they may or may not get to hear so obviously you created this space because you felt that there was a need right most people create these different platforms when they feel like they don't see it you know in their everyday so Mm -hmm. all the hardships that you've been through speak a little bit on that what have you gone through specifically where you were like okay now I really need to utilize my voice yeah I mean it's almost been like every single step of the way I the most vivid thing that comes to me is definitely in college I went to school, I knew I wanted to be a computer programmer because I'm one of those, you know, overachieving, have my five-year plan, you know, as most of us are. And so I knew I wanted to be a computer engineer and I had my first initial counseling session with my, you know, counselor for my college. And I said, you know, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm really excited. I took some summer courses. I had already taken Calc 1 and I was going into Calc 2 and flat out, she, you know, told me, I think, you know, maybe engineering is not for you. And I said, wait a minute, I just, you know, got a full ride to school, like this is something, you know, that's been on my heart for a while. And I have uh, someone who I look to as an advisor, kind of, you know, telling me, you know, within my first semester, engineering's not for you, maybe you should pursue math. Now, I know I mentioned I love math, but not enough to want to major in it, guys. Um, (laughs) However, I was just, you know, totally just taken aback by it. And, you know, there's a lot of people that might have allowed that to deter them and change majors. And I hear that happens quite a bit. And, you know, there were other things that that happened that, I, you know, nights of crying, nights of talking to the female engineers that I had, nights of talking to advisors that actually um, within our minority engineering programs that actually supported me. And I was just like, I can't stop. You know, I want it was almost that hardship that pushed me to get the degree. I was like, I'm going to prove her wrong. I'm going to show that I have the skills. I have the passion. I have the persistence to make it happen. And so that was one of the 
and original things that happened to me, you know, being told that, hey, I don't think you, you, you're going to have, you're going to be able to be successful. I think you're really going to struggle. And yes, I will be, I'm a realist and, you know, engineering is hard computer. And then I picked up electrical, you know, one wasn't enough. I had to pick up a second, um, was, was difficult. And it really, um, pushed me outside of my comfort zone. It really pushed me to think about things differently. I, I'd been a straight A student my entire life. So coming into that was different. So that was one thing that really shaped me, and you know, I ended up being our our speaker for our, uh, engineering uh, graduation, and so it was like sweet victory, uh, full circle moment, full circle moment. And I got really emotional. I was emotional the entire week just thinking about you put positive mindset and words into the atmosphere, and you made it happen. And now people see you, and you're encouraging the next people after you. And so it's really, I'm getting emotional now. It was really just a powerful moment. And, you know, a lot of times, too, through the hardships I've gone through, I, you know, I've been going through some mindfulness uh, moments during this COVID season, and it's just like you suppress so much. You know, I and I'm one of the stronger ones, but I just think about the women that aren't vocal or lets, you know, uh, an opinion of someone else deter them from what they're trying to do. And so I want to be that positive light and that positive voice. Absolutely. And you mentioned that your algebra teacher was one of the ones who influenced you. Are there other women in this industry who you've looked to, you know, you've seen kind of grow and build this industry and this network of other women? Is there anyone that you aspire or have inspiration from? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you know, obviously, because as I mentioned, because it's really male dominated, I've had a lot of male allies, which has been great, but that's been work. But, you know, from a from a female perspective, I, I look to our, my minority engineering program director like she, you know, anytime I came into her office and was crying, I was like, you know, Miss Angie, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. She's like, no, you're not. You're, you're going to be fine. You're going to make it through the semester. And just her presence and her ability to know what to say in the moment and and how to guide me back on that right track and you know she had me plus hundreds of engineering students in the program at the time but she never didn't make it a priority to talk to me so from a college level she was definitely the one that pushed me and a lot of my um encouragement in the high school and, and middle school were, were men they were black men actually um, and, you know, another full circle moment happened a few months ago where an organization I was in high school, they asked me to be the speaker for their awards day. And I was like, wow, it's just like, you know, 20 years later and there's still, you know, students, especially of color that are interested in STEM and, you know, having little girls come up to you after and say, I want to be you. I'm, I'm also that, that one in, in the class. And so it's just really inspiring. But, you know, from a, I'm not a big, you know, idolizer of people. I, mm -hmm. I do like to, you know, look into women in tech and who and who's in the industry and see, you know, I know a few weeks ago, the list of Fortune 500 mm -hmm. um, CEOs, top C women CEOs came out. And so I, I, I like to pick and pull from different people, but there's no one that's just like, oh, I want to be her. I think because I've always just uniquely wanted to be me, but I, I'm always about encouraging and empowering others and those that are in the pursuit of this. Yeah, and there's no nothing wrong with definitely wanting to carve your own path and pave your own way. But you mentioned also having those male allies, and mm -hmm. in this space where it's male dominated, how can you know men be better allies? What do you think are some key things? I know you can have a whole podcast episode on. Oh that, yeah, right? that's gonna come. That's gonna be a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> but like we're just you know talking for the couple minutes now. Like what were what were things that they did? That aligned with, you know, okay, he wants me to be in this space. He's allowing me to be in this space and be successful. Yeah, really good question. I think for me, it was 
taking me at face value, like not trying to mold me into something that I wasn't. And again, I've mentioned I'm outspoken, but I'm pretty, I'm jazzing in the corporate world, outside of the corporate world, and just really appreciating who I am as a person and letting me thrive and encouraging me. But then also, you know, when conversations do happen where it's a little off base or someone might have words that are incorrect or unfactual, like also supporting me in in the conference room behind closed doors and even supporting me in conversations I wasn't a part of that I didn't even know happened. And so really being willing to lean in and to develop a relationship to understand me as a person versus, oh, it's just the theme, the girl on our team that exists, you know, and I've been on teams where I've been the only girl or one of two. And so really just not only being an ally in front of me, but an ally um, after me and then just supporting me and wanting to know me for me. And I think that's one thing that a lot of men in the corporate world miss is, you know, we are people and not just saying, oh, the woman that can take the notes or the meeting minutes, right? Or, oh, the woman that can get the food orders or, oh, the woman that can organize everything for us and get our pre- presentation straight, but like not include her in the presentation. And so I've had a lot of men as allies that say, hey, no, let me push you a little bit here. Like you could voice that in the in the, in the the presentation. You should talk or Hey, Jasmine, what do you think? I'll never forget I was in a meeting and I was just going to be silent for once um, because it was a new group of people. And usually unless I know the room, read the room, right? Like unless I know the leadership, I'm, you know, depending on the moment, I may not speak out. And I was sitting there and, you know, a a male ally who's now become pretty big male ally was like, so Jasmine, what do you think? And I was like, is he talking to me? Like everyone (laughs) else has opinions and I haven't said anything. And that kind of pushed me to realize that, hey, I do see you, right? Like it's also acknowledgement of I see you, I see your potential and I want to help push you even though it may be uncomfortable to to have the spotlight and to use your voice and to help change the dynamics of whatever the organization or team's doing. That's awesome. And you know, I think it's important to have those guys in the male space that will look to you and ask for your opinion. Sure. And also be the kind of woman who says, I'm going to give it anyway. For right? sure, for sure. Most times some people feel as though like if no one's asking me, I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. But when, it, when you're in a space where you have something valuable to add, you have to be able to, you know, jump in and interject because you never know what that idea can spawn from simple conversations. Absolutely, for sure. So what is the goal of Technically Female? Like if you were to say, after all this said and done, when I walk away from Technically Female and I'm just, you know, you know, simple little algebra teacher, <laughs> right? <laughs> what do you I'll hope... I'll do one, not two, two a little hard, but one, I got you. <laughs> right. What do you hope to get of technically female because you wanted to last beyond you oh for sure you wanted to grow and i just envision it being something bigger than just 30 minute conversations or you know a couple instagram posts like you want it to kind of fulfill so what is that goal for you yeah honestly like this is nirvana right this is like everything's perfect stars align everything i want any female that's in an advanced math course or taking math and science to not feel alone yeah um whether that's through having mentorship whether that's through k-12 through programming i'm not sure i you know at one point i wrote my little like you know goal and big ideas i call them b-hacks big hairy audacious goals (laughs) that i want to have a conference of women and i know those exist but i think a lot of it is around um you know jobs which is important but really just support i think is huge and so you know, I would love for Technically Female to just continue to spread not only in the U.S., but in different countries and really start to spark some of the conversations that I mentioned earlier have been suppressed for so long that people feel uncomfortable speaking and really utilizing that to help trigger the next steps in people's lives and really having, you know, where it's balanced, like not even just in tech, but in other STEM fields of like, 
hey, it's normal to see a, a woman pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's normal to see a woman astronaut. Hey, it's normal. Like that's that's the way of life. And so I really am hoping that through being vulnerable, being real, having people on the podcast to talk through the things they dealt with so that someone knows that they're not alone will help continue to enlighten and, and, and spark that passion in others. So that's a big goal. I mean, right now we're the percentages are getting better, but they're, they're nowhere near even. And so it's obviously I realize it's could be a big burden on someone and it's not my full responsibility, but I, I would love to be a part of it and, and start the conversation and really help um, anyone I can. And, you know, I was watching this one Netflix series and I can't remember who it was or no, it was for life hmm. the show on ABC. And this lady was talking and she said her father taught her the lesson of, if your dreams are something that you can all meet within the, your lifetime, mm-hmm. you're not dreaming big enough. Mm-hmm. So if it's something you can all fulfill, that you can check every box and say, when I pass away, like everything has been done, then you're not dreaming big enough. So mm-hmm. I think with technically female, like it's going to be beyond you, right? Like yeah. it's going to be something that eventually those women are going to want to be algebra teachers and calculus teachers and mathematicians and what have you. And so you are planting a seed that you know will grow into like a strong oat good foundation because it's starting with something good so I really commend you for you know taking that leap because there you don't see a lot of women in tech I don't know first thing about half this stuff I'm learning all these macbooks you know ipads I mean there's kids that can swipe three times and tell you how to do something on an iphone Right. right but we are moving in such a technologically savvy you know country and like the whole idea to me is you have to keep advancing with the kids. And so if they're learning, like we have to continue to learn and grow, but we also have to create spaces to where these adult women are feeling comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's important and it's really commendable that you are trying to, you know, plant your seed. And so we can't leave the episode without talking about the current state of affairs. And so you mentioned that it's getting better, but it's not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, statistically, what are the kind of numbers that we're seeing? Like, if you obviously not know off the top of your head, but is it really that bad, like, when you look at workspaces? Yeah, and I, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but I know from the, the Fortune 500 um, uh, report that just came out a few weeks ago was saying, you know, there, I think it was 24 mm-hmm. um, uh, women CEOs out of you know the hundreds and it's like you know when you think about the scalability of corporations or organizations that exist I mean fortune 500 means 500 so out of the 500 that's what 23 that's not even 10 percent yeah which is sad because we know that women have the power they have the thoughts they have the ideas but they're not being able to be given seats at the table mm-hmm. um to to express those and so to your question the numbers are still pretty low and even in my own environment like yeah I can say I have a lot of women that I work with um and that are awesome some of the strongest women I've probably ever engaged with in my life which Mm is and you know sometimes people will take that as you know oh gosh I have to be better than them oh it's a competition and I've never taken that approach which has been always a baffling topic to me which sounds like another podcast episode it's critical um (laughs) but it inspires me it encourages me it's like oh we're in this together I'm not alone and so you know the numbers are still you know not as high as we want them to be and or it's hey they're high here because it's entry level or hey they're high here because it's just basic support but when you get into those roles that really help shape and mold a company it's 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 still not there. It's you know one two you know people on the board, 
that can provide that perspective of a woman. And a lot of companies have really struggled um, with, you know, you know, certain organizations that have products or, you know, their their clients are customers, anyone in the world, because they don't have that perspective um, when they're creating products, there's usually a misstep, right? There's um, there's something that's missing in the product that they don't think about the mom or they don't think about the woman. And, and so they get a lot of backlash off of it. So yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of sad. And then you know, another dynamic of it for me is you know being a not only a woman in tech but also a black woman in tech. Like that's a whole another conversation. Like right. it's um sometimes a heavy load. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels like you're fighting for every black woman that ever wants to pursue tech, which is pretty aggressive. But sometimes you feel that way, and you feel. Did you see hidden figures? I did. Yeah. Yes. And so you felt like sometimes there might be some brilliant women who probably yep. never gotten the opportunity. Yeah. Right. So there's a difference. They sometimes do all the calculations in the back end. No yeah. one ever knows until a movie's made about it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was in the sixties, like fifties and sixties. Right. So to me, can you imagine all the brilliant black women no. that have probably been in those spaces doing work for others yeah. that never got credit? Yeah. It's funny because sometimes I've gotten to a point, not in my current working situation, but before I was like, I'm going to put my name on this document mm. that Joe's going to send up to, mm. to, to Lonnie because yeah. I, they need to know that Jasmine did I, this, you know, and it's yeah. sad that you have to do that, but it's, you know, I encourage everyone, like if you have a work product that you know is great and, and you put in the work, don't be silent. Like yeah. use, it's okay to say, Hey, I did this and speak up in the, uh, in the conversation. But yeah, no, being a black woman in tech is, it's different you feel the weight of the world on every on your shoulders it's very um interesting dynamic when you're dealing with those of the opposite race or opposite gender trying to explain your platform it almost feels sometimes you have to work 20 times harder than everyone and you know I'm the type of person where I work very hard and I'm driven and and I'm willing to be put in situations where I'm gonna fight for it but everyone's not like that right and so really trying to make, you know, in the platforms and the environments that I am, make it more normalized so that those that want to pursue it after, they're like, oh, I've been used to this. You know, I I understand this culture. I understand this dynamic of a black woman and, you know, not being the angry black woman or not being the opinionated black woman or not being the black woman that doesn't show up. And and it's a lot different, I guess, uh, plates or whatever that I'm juggling that I'm just trying to you know almost be the perfect black woman so that there's never a issue of well we have that you know one black woman who just didn't do well and so we're not really interested in bringing another one on board so it's a lot it sounds like an entire episode it yeah that's, that's another episode <laughs> that sounds like an entire episode but with all the state of affairs that you mentioned being a black woman in technology and technology is one thing that's in our face we can get it rapidly 24 hours a day mm-hmm. seven days a week probably the highlight high, most highly used thing right now absolutely <laughs> you know we've been in quarantine so we've been isolated we are just you know watching news daily in and out and we can't get away from it and we've seen you know things with police brutality we've yeah. seen things with this coronavirus and just how do you as a black woman navigate a space where you are such the minority yeah like do you have conversations with your other minority co-workers where y'all are checking in on each other do you have you know allies who are checking in on you mm-hmm. or are you reaching out to them like hey this is what we need in this moment yeah really good question that's a deep one Woo. hit the <laughs> chest on that one uh Great question. Um, well, for one, it's 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 a it's a hard space because there's no roadmap for it because it happens and it's almost like a reactive thing versus a proactive thing. And so, for me, I do have a, a close group of of not only allies but um, 
black uh, co-workers that you know check in and we we've had actually last few days a couple of discussions around what's going on and just doing a mental check-in like how is everyone you know this isn't something that necessarily is broadly talked about with other members of the team but just really like how are you and checking in and, and same thing there have been those co-workers that aren't african-american or black that have yeah. reached out to check in but it's um it's interesting i think also realizing too that even though you want to be angry and you want justice and you want to, you know, fault the non-black person in the room, you also have to have that sense of a little bit, not a lot, a little bit of grace to say, hey, maybe they need to be educated a little more. And I'm not speaking for all because there are some ignorance, you know, ignorance mm-hmm. is bliss, but also leveraging, again, the thoughts, the the background I have, the information to empower others to not take these things lightly and how do we move forward and how do we make this a conversation? Actually, yesterday I had a really hard, uh, hard day and, you know, I just could not be silent anymore and providing some context to, to a leader of mine. I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, this is my reality and I, I need you to understand what my reality is. And I also want us to start thinking about how this impacts not only us, um, as an organization um, and, and the people that work with us, but also, you know, our customers and, you know, just kind of not challenging, but thinking, you know, for thought, like, let's think about some of these things. And surprisingly, it was an overwhelmingly good response of, you know, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about this next week. So I think for the women in tech or even the black women in tech more specifically that feel like, man, I don't, I'm, you know, low woman on the totem pole. And let's be honest, like I'm doing well in my role, but I'm not, you know, Tim Cook over here, <laughs> CEO. I'm not a CEO, but like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And when things like this happen, like you have a responsibility or you have the the platform to express how you feel. Obviously, there's ways to express it um, that are more meaningful than others. But don't feel like you don't have the capabilities to at least say something to anyone. And that goes back to not only allyship from others, but you can also encourage and educate others to be allies. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's creating that space of you're being composed, but you can still feel the same kind of rage, right? You can feel the same kind of frustration, but you also have a responsibility as a person in a position of power to utilize your platform and do right. And I think that, again, when you work with other people who look like you and who don't, it hopefully creates change. Yeah. So you want to end your shows with a word to the wise, women in science and engineering. Yeah. So you want to give them a piece of advice, whether it's a phrase, a one powerful word, like what would you leave these women with today? So I get joked on a lot about this because this is like my mantra, but I think it's very timely (laughs) right now. So my mantra is closed mouths don't get fed. Mm. And so I love rap music, obviously. (laughs) Um, But the premises of that is, you know, you have to use your voice. If you don't speak up, if you don't use your platform, if you don't vocalize certain things, you don't get fed or you don't get a result or nothing happens and it stays the same. So my word to my women today is, you know, speak up, use your voice. You, you know, you've been given a voice for a reason, whether that's to encourage the next woman behind you, whether it's to speak towards um, the, ish, the racial issues that are going on in America, whether it's to talk in the boardroom or talk on your teams about what's going on being a woman in tech or STEM or whatever, you know, organization you're a part of but your voice is valuable no matter how small it seems and I've learned that the hard way because I always thought well I'm not you know 
this person, but your words mean something and speaking it out into the atmosphere could change a lot of things. You just never know. So closed mouths don't get fed. Just use your voice, use yeah. your platform, make it known. And you know, we as black women and women, I'm sure in tech industry deal with this all the time. We have learned to internalize. Oh, sure. So all the microaggressions that you experience, you just learn to take it at the chin because you know there's a bigger purpose. But I think now's the time to step back for a second and acknowledge when I feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do it in an aggressive way. You don't have to do it, you know, where you're demeaning anybody else or but you can check people. And there's there's ways to check people. Oh yeah. You know, and I think that starts from the ground up. And so I think that's important for you to tell people closed mouths don't get fed because if you don't say anything, nothing can ever change. True. And you can't sit on the sideline upset because you didn't say anything too. And a lot of people are angry and walk away with trauma and PTSD and don't mm -hmm. heal because they didn't speak up. And I think you also experience some backlash when you are the one who speaks up, right? A lot of people oh, are like, they're mad because they wish they had been that person, mm -hmm. been that, you know, in that space or arena where they felt confident enough to take that step. But it shouldn't deter you as the person speaking up. Just be like, listen, I see you. And so just sometimes have that conversation of, look, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what. Acknowledgement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Acknowledgement, Acknowledgement goes, goes a long, long way. way. <laughs> We didn't even blame them. Acknowledgement is everything because some people just really want to be in a space where they feel like they matter. Absolutely. So I think technically female is going to be this great entity. Like I said, it's it's bigger than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And I remember having the first conversation of you just creating this podcast, even being nervous before we started. And yeah. you know, it's just when you start talking authentically and you start being your authentic self, then it just comes naturally and it flows. So I am wishing you all the best and I cannot wait to listen and be involved. In Thank any you so kind of much. aspect, and you know, God bless this. I am I'm blessing this situation because I know it is going to be great, and you're going to do great things. So, yeah. and just as much as you need me, I need you guys too. So yeah. I am going to be leaning on my community, my yeah. squad. The Y squad is real, and like <laughs> yeah. you can grow it every single day, and you're going to grow it because you're going to find that someone who look up to you. There's going to be women who are ahead of you that are going to be looking up to what you're starting because they wish they could have done this. So I encourage you to keep going. Yeah, for sure. And I encourage those that are, are interested in, you know, strengthened by my story to, you know, let me know, give me feedback. If you want to be a part of this awesome Technically Female movement, you know, reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at, at Technically Female. Um, I also have an email, technicallyfemale at gmail.com. Reach out because this is this podcast is for you. It's just as much just as much as it's for me, it's for you as well. And I, and I want you guys to be an active part of this as well. So I'm super excited now that the first episode jitters are done. Um, I can't wait to see where this, this goes. And I'm always happy to support my fellow Stemonistas. Well, until next time. Until next time.